All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest, I cannot even stand it. I can't wait any longer. Who shouldn't be on here with that you know, intro. <laughs> this is amazing, this is amazing in here. Our first international episode with Glenn Twiddle. Glenn, it is an absolute honor, all the way from Australia, my friend. And you're, you're in the future. I mean, you're literally in the future from us right now. This is amazing. I'm going to give you the lotto numbers, man. I remember I, I did see a joke on a, remember the old sitcom Alf? Yes. I remember a joke on Alf to that effect. He, he said, I'm going to call Australia for the, for the lotto numbers. And oh yes, I know. Uh, I'm honored to be here, although when I'm hearing words like Titan and top, top of the best of the best, I'm sitting there thinking, nah, this, I'm on the wrong podcast. I mean, I need to be on the real estate mediocre people. <laughs> <laughs> what where is that podcast i want to subscribe to that but no glenn seriously that's your humility coming out you are the best of the best when it comes to what you do and who you are and your reputation is through the roof so again everybody out there who's watching or listening to this get ready brace yourselves because it's out to be an amazing amazing episode but uh yeah glenn if you're ready let's just jump into the series of questions get everybody out there really diving deep into you and and really going through it Love to, man. Love to. I just shared, uh, I shared the, uh, the little stream here. So I'm just going to say, Greg, uh, the, the, my brother from the other side of the world. So we, uh, we get the message out there to everyone, man. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, Glenn, for sure. And, and, and just going into it, I mean, I think so. Right now, it's uh, three o'clock here, Mountain Standard Time in Colorado. So it is what? 6 a.m. Uh, 6 a.m. here, yeah. 6 a.m. in Australia the next day. So today's February 28th here in Colorado. I'm on Tony Robbins' birthday, February 29th today. Yeah, the leap year. It's awesome, you know, going through. So again, it's just an absolute honor and I can't wait. So Glenn, let's just start with, I guess, the first question when it comes down to it is telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I suppose you know, in a real estate context, and for your viewers mostly in, in real estate space, I'm, um, I'm uh, just normal dude. I mean, I grew up in a, a city called Ipswich over here, which mm. in the USA, it's kind of like there's a place a couple hours out of New York City called Sparta, New Jersey. And I ended okay. up going there once thinking, am I at the right college? Because there was a performer there that I wanted to go see. Hmm. And I drove for a couple hours out of New York, maybe an hour and a half out of New York, and I ended up at Sparta. And it's this little almost country hometown kind of thing, and it ended up being the right place. Wow. But I'm from a place that is not uh, socioeconomically successful. It's just hmm. a normal, everyday town. You know, it's got a bit of a reputation, um, uh, you know, for, for being a... I suppose what you guys would call a redneck, but no, no racist oh, connotations, no, just no, no. down to earthy kind of thing. So anyway, there, there, there's that. And um, with no, I'd never earned more than $40,000 a year, nor had anyone in my family kind of before okay. this real estate thing came along. So uh, someone handed me some books, like I saw on your recommended reading list on episode 100 of wow. the Titans here. Um, a guy handed me a copy of The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Mm. And then after I'd read that, and I rolled my eyes, by the way, when he did, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is that crud that Amway salespeople read. But oh, I read it. Wow. And then he gave me uh, Think and Grow Rich and then Personality Plus and then How to Win Friends and Influence People. And uh, that's why I love that that podcast, I really felt like I know this guy like wow. I know me 
talking about Greg, um, because that was my journey as well, is personal development. I fell in love with it. And then I applied that to this little thing that I had on the side as a hobby almost called real (laughs) estate. Because uh, I was a musician before that, I'm a bad one. I play guitar and okay. sing and things. And but when I got into real estate, the only methodology. Lucky I read all those fire up books. You know, David Schwartz and uh, Napoleon Hill, W. Clement Stone, and then it led on to the Jim Rowans, who led me to Tony Robbins, and all of those uh, mindset guys. Because if it wasn't for that, I couldn't have handled even for the amount of time that I did mm-hmm. prospecting. So what those guys used to do with me, both live events and live speakers and the books Mm. was it would scrape me up off the floor after a week of just getting pounded Mm. with rejection after rejection, like 98 times out of a hundred per day, getting told F off or whatever. (laughs) I couldn't handle it long-term. I handled it with that input of motivation, but I couldn't handle it forever. So Mm. it led me to, because in Australia, there, at the time, there wasn't a lot of real estate training. There was some, Interesting. but it led me internationally because I needed to figure out, because most of the training that was here was limited to how to do a good listing presentation, how to do a good open home, how to do real estate really well, how to do a good, uh, you know, uh, uh, a good, what we call a seller marketing investment or vendor paid advertising, which is when a seller contributes the advertising fund, which I understand over there is relatively not done. Um, right. yeah, Cause I've done some business with Josh Altman. I'm friends with Josh. Now he's had me uh, on a million dollar listing. Which very was cool. And when, when we spoke about that concept, even he said, are you kidding me? We put 30, 40, 50 grand into the marketing. That's why before we take on a listing, we have to know it's going to sell because they're on the hook for 50 grand potentially. Right. So the the training that was here was all about how to do the job at the listing opportunity and subsequently. Hmm. Everything on this side of the ledger, like the to get a listing, was all just prospecting. So it was all just calls and door knocks and all of that sort of thing. A little bit about letterbox drops and things. Yeah. But there was nothing that taught what I ended up learning from some USA mentors, a lot of them, was how to attract a client to me without a 10 year track record in history, how to get in, in real estate, how to get someone to come to me so that out of those hundred people that I was going to contact, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to the 98 who are going to tell me, go away. Yeah. I just want to talk to the two who were half interested. How do I do that? So I spent uh, thousands of hours and hundreds of thousands of dollars flying back and forth between Australia and, and the US wow. doing every course, every seminar on the subject of marketing, guerrilla marketing, outrageous advertising, attention getting tactics, everything. Wow. And then I applied those to the real estate industry with my business and then with a few of my early adopting students. And okay. what, what ended up being test case guinea pigs back in 2008, nine and 10. Hmm. Like I was teaching them back then. Sure. What has now become true, but like there wasn't even a term influencer in 2009. The term (laughs) didn't even exist. And yet that's exactly what I was teaching them that we needed to become back then. Hmm. So those guys who were crazy enough to follow this guy that was teaching something that was unheard of in Australian real estate, Hmm. Well, they're now bearing the fruits of that with millions of dollars coming into their bank account without prospecting. Wow. 
So it's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad they're being rewarded with that because they now are, they're famous in their area. I've been with them in their little, you know, communities. Sure. They can't go to the local shops without it taking hours because it's like <laughs> here, if Arnold here. Schwarzenegger walked down the streets yeah. of, of Colorado, yeah. he ain't going to have a fun time because everyone's going to be wanting selfies all day or whatever. Right. That's them in their local area. So, um, you know, I love that what was then a theory, what was then me doing it to avoid the agony of rejection. So it's almost like my most negative attribute ended up being the pain that caused me to find the answer to that pain. And that ended up becoming my point of difference in the real estate industry. And now as a coach and a trainer, and I've, I've been honored that the, the lab code agents guys, uh, and, um, and even Greg McDaniel and that from real estate uncensored, a few of the USA, my, my USA friends that I now put you in that little alumni, my man. Um, (laughs) They've said, um, if Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, Tom Ferry had a love child, that that would be me. And I think that's the greatest praise I could ever get. I'm undeserving of that, but I'll take I would, it. I would I, agree I, with that on steroids, my friend. All the way, I mean, to the highest level, Glenn. I mean, hands down for sure. So it's been a wild ride, brother. It's yeah, been no, a wild ride. But going through that process and obviously looking at the beginning of your life and, and your career path and, and building things to a different standard, not really fitting in the mold and, and you know, there's no box for you. It's some people say, think outside the box. There's, the box doesn't exist for somebody in, in your bracket, Glenn. And, and again, I just, there, there's so many people who are watching or listening to this right now and they're wanting to learn and grow from other professionals such as you, which are very rare to do and have a glimpse into it. But I want to talk a little bit um, deeper about your whys before we get into tactics and actionable items, which I know we could have an entire episode just on true actionable items and things to grow and scale. But I want people to get to know Glenn a little deeper first. So if the next question is the why, and, and, and this is an important question to me, and I think so many other professionals, it's thrown around quite a bit, but really what motivates you, Glenn, and gets you excited every day to do what you do to the level you do it at? And for well over 15 years, I mean, grinding serious, serious amount of time and hours and effort. Well, what's your why or why's? Yeah, I, I, it started, but I didn't have any, right? None. And that's yeah. what I love is a lot of people now come to me thinking, oh, it's all fine for Glenn to do it, but uh, I'm just, I love that there was nothing horrible about my background because right. it used to drive me nuts when I wanted to be successful, where everyone who was successful seemed to have a childhood that was like torture or like homelessness terrible. or pain or cancer or all this bad stuff. Yep. I had good parents. I had a, I was good. I'm like, ah, maybe I need to go bankrupt and just be horrible. <laughs> so I had nothing good, nothing bad. I want to say nothing good. I had everything pretty okay. It was just yeah. good, just normal. Right. And so everything that I've done has been a result of, uh, you know, the tactics that were given to me by sure. mentors and, and mentors who have passed on like Napoleon Hill and all of those folks. Mm. So they all basically say words to the effect of, you know, if you know your why, you'll figure out your how and all of that stuff. Sure. And I didn't have one, or at least I didn't know I had one. Hmm. But I didn't kind of realize that I suppose I was programming my brain from when I was a teenager and I didn't even know it. Okay. And the reason that you and I sort of probably came across each other's path yeah. is you've got a podcast called Real Estate Titans. Sure. And my event that I did early on in my piece was called the Titans of Real Estate. So right. for those who are watching on the audio, I just brought up a graphic. And Greg, if you want to describe what you're looking at there. Oh, yeah. Um, so every, it, it's literally Glenn and some extremely influential professionals across the board of real estate. And it says the Titans of Real Estate. 
So and, and we we managed to headline with Sir Richard Branson. I mean, the guy who owns oh, Virgin. Okay. That's ridiculous. That's and so my why, I suppose, is these are the mentors. Like in Australian real estate, that that was a who's who. That is everyone who's anyone in real estate. Wow. And at the time, I was running an event way back when I first started. I ran an event called Be Phenomenal or Be Forgotten, which mm-hmm. is Eric Thomas's ET for some of your listeners who might know E. Um, that's his brand. And these were some of my friends and speakers and students who would help me whenever I bring in someone like Eric. And I set a goal at that time to have my childhood hero come and speak at that. And I had no way to figure that out. But when someone says, what's my why? This was the guy that I used to walk around school impersonating. From a teenager, it'd be him and Sly and I was just, I just idolised them. So in a way, I didn't even know it, but I was law of attractioning even back then. And so, you know, between then when setting that goal and now, uh, within two years, I hired Arnold and he came to an event. Sitting at that table, he invited me to his house. And as you can see, there's Josh Altman. That's my partner, Naomi. uh, Matt Altman, Arnold's partner, Heather. Arnold, me, my son. And Arnold asked me to come to his house. So that's Arnold's backyard. As you can see, that's his Terminator photo booth in his backyard. Oh, I love it. There's me and Arnold. Hey, there's Tim Ferriss, you know, um, at, at, at Arnold's house. Um, the, you know, David Blaine was there doing magic. Don Cheadle wow. was there. And there's Arnold and his two sons. I like to say that's his real son and that's his wannabe adopted son. <laughs> adopted son, yeah. So it's oh. like I, I've been programming my, like, look at the, I mean, that shot there, that's the cover of my book, Punching Above Your Weight. Um, that's Gold's Gym with Arnold Schwarzenegger and me hanging. It was his idea. He said, you're carrying too much weight, Glenn. Let's go, let's go to Gold's and we'll work out and pump up and all of that. <laughs> Just dream come true stuff, you know. Oh, wow. And But it led me to my why, I suppose, which is mm. who's my list of heroes? Like okay. heroes. Of course, it's been wonderful, you know, to be in business and be friends with Arnold. But Kevin Smith is one of my favorite podcasters, oh. filmmakers. I love it. Love I got on the Hollywood Babylon podcast and I love Kevin built a relationship there. That's hanging it. with Stallone and drinking booze and hanging. And that's him hitting on my girl, Naomi. Oh. Look at it, yeah. um, <laughs> it's so, all right. It's, it's sly. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, Sir Richard Branson, just, you know, having a billionaire that for a day, a billionaire was on my payroll. Holy hell. Insane, How do you do that? Man. I was the first person to bring Gary Vee out to this country. I was on an episode of the Ask Gary Vee show. Like mm-hmm. my heroes, I made a list of all my heroes mm-hmm. and I then set out to start figuring out ways to, to work with them, to socialize with them, to be in business with them. And, you know, like I'm a, I'm a UFC fan and I oh, used to wrestle. Awesome. That's George St. Pierre, arguably mm-hmm. the greatest of all time in his octagon. How does that happen? <laughs> Because that's my why. And the one difference is instead of it just being a dream, I started getting plans in place to aim for some of those dreams. Okay. And so I end up living, you know, the life of my dreams. Mm. And I didn't even know that I was unconsciously setting those outcomes. But the beauty of it is once I realized having had that big dream of all dreams win, where I had like a six-month period where, look, I was on speed dial with Arnold. Literally, I was working with him in Australia, bringing him out to in a professional capacity. Sure. But then he's inviting me to his house and hanging out. Then every 
once or twice a year, he'll invite me to a party again. I just got an invite to go in a couple months to play poker with him and some friends. Just little, awesome. you know, events. And th- not events, you know. He'd, he'd invite over 40 of his mates and they'll be Stallone and Jason Statham and me and a couple of my <laughs> friends. and uh, All the expendables, really. I mean, yeah, you look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but dream come true stuff. And then once it sort of happened where, you know, the reason it all sort of happened when we talk yeah. about our why one of the speakers, in fact, two of the speakers, they said the same question, but using different words. It okay. was, what would your goals be if you couldn't fail? And I wrote down as, as a member of the audience, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote down, have Arnold Schwarzenegger headline at one of my events. Hmm. So I was brave enough to, without any justification and reason that that is even possible. Because at the time I wrote that down, I was just sort of starting in seminars and things, and I'd had a few little wins. But at the time I wrote that down, Donald Trump had just come to Australia and this way before presidential weirdness. Um, And I'd heard that the bill for Donald Trump was $2 million. And he spoke with uh, Trump, uh, Tony Robbins and Robert Kiyosaki. And I heard Mm. that the speaker bill for that event was $4 million before a single ticket was sold. And And so when I had that in my head though, when I wrote down that goal of have Arnold Schwarzenegger, I thought, well, if Trump's two million, Arnold's got to be that or more. So there is no way this goal can happen. But I'll just trust that speaker and I'll set the goal. I'll just do what I'm told, you know. And then another speaker said, what would your goals be if you weren't afraid? And this Mm. is a month later. Wrote down the same answer to the goal. So I was brave enough to, even though the dream was too big, Mm. to actually believe with the safety net of that caveat if you couldn't fail or if you weren't afraid, sure. that safety net, I was willing to write it down. And then the mm-hmm. one differential was, all right, I don't often share this. All right, here you go. Now we get deep, man. Oh, we want to get, get deep, deep Glenn. We, we want the real Glenn all the way. I, I told Glenn, well, you always get the real me, but sometimes this one is just showing how small and farty I am. I don't even know what the word is. No, there, no, but, this, is good. Um, this is good. Let me go with this. I made that slide you saw before, right, with Be Phenomenal and Arnold. That was when I really set the goal and said, oh, and I showed that slide at an event because I just whipped up the slide and said, that's one of my goals. You can do it. You can go do it. (laughs) And then when I got home that night, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Because I had this vision of some of my students asking me years from now, how's that Schwarzenegger goal going? Like this is the night after the event. I went, I just did that as a goof almost, you know, as a, I can't do that. So I started investigating to find out. I wanted to get in writing the quote that I thought that was coming for like $2 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then when my friend or colleague or student or whoever's in that audience today calls me on it, I could say, yeah, I really tried, but look, it's $2 million. And based on the numbers here in Australia, there's a reason you've never seen a Hollywood A-lister headline an event out here, you know, mm-hmm. of this kind before. It's because the numbers don't add up. I'd have to charge the entire audience way too much money. It's not possible. See the wow. two... I reached out to try and find Arnold and who represents him, which was a job in and of itself. Sure. Only so I would have an excuse for when I inevitably did (laughs) not hit that goal. Unreal. And so, I mean, how wild is that? Now, when I ended up finding the person, I had to do some digging, the quote came in and it was still undoable. And in fact, when I first did, it was like, no, we're not coming to Australia. So no, right? (laughs) But uh, over time, no turned to, well, still no, but maybe, uh, and then maybe turn to maybe, maybe not, but maybe, then maybe. One thing led to another, and it ended up being a number that was still more than I can afford. 
sure. more than I could possibly afford. More than, but if everything rolled up, and if I called in favors from every client I've got and said, "Hey, Chris, um, you know that money you pay me every month? Um, I need a decade up front." <laughs> yeah, but, but if I pulled in every resource and mortgaged a house, which I did, wow. then maybe it'll work. So you know what? I just said yes, scared to death. Paid the deposit with every resource I could scrape together. So it's still to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it wasn't two million. Okay. And he was the scariest moment of my life. Wow. It was too much for me to say yes, hmm. but it was too little to give me the excuse that I wanted. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And it so does. I had to say yes wow. because I couldn't embarrass myself as supposedly a guy's trying to be a coach sure. and saying then they can do it. When the opportunity comes for me to live a childhood dream, hmm. I had to say yes, even though I couldn't say yes. And so bloody hell, man, you got to give it a crack and it all worked out in the end. So. You know, Glenn, that's, a, that's such a beautiful story in and of itself. And again, showcasing your mindset and, and true commitment to your craft and who you are as a professional. And, and again, that's a huge message for everybody out there is, you know, it, you have to reach, you have to go and reach for it. If, even if you think it's insane, even if you think that it truly is impossible, everything is impossible until someone does it. You're an example of that. In your own mind, you're like, nope, nope, nope. And you went, 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 and you didn't give up. You kept going and look what happened. The rest is history. And that's just a, a one of many instances where I know for a fact that you've gone above and beyond and you've pushed the boundaries and you've really exceeded the expectations of everybody around you. And that's a huge part. And why you say, hey, is there a, a, a medium Titan sort of scenario? You're, you're above and beyond <laughs> a Titan, my friend. I mean, in so many different ways, just your knowledge basis and your credibility, but just everything that you're saying to everybody that way with, with what you do. I want, to, I want to really showcase this portion because I know that, Glenn, there's just a wealth of knowledge in there that you have shared with so many people all over the world. But I would love to take certain pieces of that, whatever you find to be relevant. and Whatever you need, brother. <laughs> well, this, thir this third question I absolutely love, and this is actually a crowd please for everybody who's watching or listening. They want to learn from the Titans. They want to understand how they've really grown and scaled business or what advice they would give, whether they're newer into their careers or they're seasoned professionals in their own rights. So Glenn, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you did that took your business from one level to the next. What's that look like for you? There's probably been a few. Okay, yeah. The first one I would say was just the principle of figuring out a way, and this was a 10,000 odd hour learning curve, so oh. maybe start this you know, university degree um, in whatever way. Maybe start by buying a Dan Kennedy book. There's a guy over there called Dan Kennedy, a marketing guy. Okay. And he spawned a real estate coach over there called Craig Proctor, who mm. teaches Dan Kennedy's kind of concepts through the real estate space. And historically, now I don't know if Craig is updated to a social media world. I trust he would because sure. uh, Dan hated social media himself. But mm -hmm. the concepts and principles that Dan talked about, even he recognized, I can't hate this thing because the world is glued to our phones. Everyone so, here right. is watching on our phones. Yeah. But the concepts I learned in some of those no BS marketing books were revolutionary. And, and the overall thing was it's far easier, it's a more fun business life it's enjoyable if you can be the one that is pursued rather than you chasing around business. If yes. you can flip that on its head and people would say, yeah, but Glenn, I got into real estate and just no one calls. And therein is the enigma to solve. If well, you can solve that and it's possible, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and look, it's a variety of ways, but essentially it's not treating yourself and your business and your marketing like a begging, pleading salesperson, mm. but it's positioning yourself as an expert specialist authority. Because, mm. you know, the generalist in any field, that's real estate or any of your lenders or builders or anyone, the right. generalist, just the salesperson, is the the most frequent. They're everywhere. Mm. They're, as soon as you see them, you know, uh, knocking on your door, you hide behind the the lounge chair, right. you don't want to hear from them and they, they have to compete on price because there's so many of them, like a general practitioner doctor. Sure. You know, if you've got a sniffle or a sore throat, kind of like I've got now, yeah. you go to the GP, but if they're not there, you just go to the other one, right. you know? But the next level up that is if you specialize hardcore in an area, like if you become, uh, you know, some of the USA names I might know is maybe a well, I was going to say Brian Casella because he specialized in Southern California for a little while, sure. but he's almost nipping away at that top tier now. Mm-hmm. And the, after the specialist is the celebrity specialist. And that's right. where in the real estate field, Josh Altman doesn't have the same. You know, I met Luis Ortiz. I brought him out to Australia, the Altman brothers. Sure. Those guys, because they're famous, don't have the same challenges that a typical real estate. Now they still have challenges. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But it's a different life that they get to live because they're the famous expert celebrity. So now here's the beauty of it for you guys. Hmm. You don't need to be a famous celebrity on million dollar listing. Cause I mean, it's awesome. Josh put me on that show. I'll thank him forever. Cause I I show my guys. I'm the only Aussie ever going up. There you go guys. But you don't have to be famous across the country and across the world. You just have to be, micro famous in your local area, Mm -hmm. but positioned in the same, with the same sort of tools. So for example, you should write a book on real estate on your area of expertise. And you think, oh, but no one will publish me. Who cares? I'll publish you. Send me your book. I'll give you the printing quote and it'll probably be cheaper over there in America anyway, (laughs) but you don't have to be published now, you know? Um, So get a book, um, get a, okay, podcasts do take a little bit of time. So unless you've got the time to invest, but if you were going to do a podcast, local content, interview the local butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, local business owners, local politicians. If you've got any local sporting stars or heroes, and maybe if, even if they've left to go to California, fly to California for five minutes of their time. They'll appreciate you're a lunatic. I mean, there's a reason I got on Million Dollar Listing. It's because Josh offered me, here's a, here's a really good takeaway yeah, on this yeah. subject. Yeah. Josh offered me, because he was going to come out and do an event for me, which was wonderful, that started as a commercial transaction, like mm-hmm. a lot of those things did. Come and speak to my event. But when he said, oh, I'll give you 15 minutes for an interview, let's do a Skype or whatever. And I said, okay, when were you going to give me that 15 minutes? Just give me the time. Great. I'll be there. It's two days from now. I'm jumping on a plane this afternoon. I'll see you in two days. Wow. When he saw a lunatic fly 14 hours each way to just go and do 15 minutes and then fly back home, mm. he saw a lunatic. So we ended up having dinner as soon as I landed the night before. He said, what are you doing tomorrow? Come three hours early and I'll run you through some properties and I'll, I'll get the cameras to follow us around and we'll get you on the million dollar listing. Then we'll do the interview. We ended up forming a friendship wow. because I was stupid enough to do because it would have fulfilled my purposes to do a Skype like this, say, hey, Josh, you're a champion or whatever. Because I was crazy enough to just say, I'll be there in two days. He knew how inconvenient that was, how expensive that is to get last minute rates, to take a week out of your time to just fly to LA. I didn't go to Disneyland, I went, so Josh Ullman flew home. 
that resulted in a relationship. So similarly, if you're in Colorado and the most famous Colorado sportsman is, you know, I don't know, whoever that might be, go to wherever they are. If you're doing a local real estate podcast, interview them about their hometown, mm. even if it is just five minutes. And all of a sudden, you're a published author, you're hanging with, um, you know, Refrigerator Perry or whoever it might be that's from your <laughs> area or whatever. Um, it's showing my age. It's a lot of first sports person. So whatever a famous person has that identifies to the world as they are famous, hmm. then do that. If they're talked about in magazines, get interviewed in a magazine. Mm -hmm. Pay for an advertorial that looks like an interview in a magazine, even though it's advertising space. Right. Don't run it like an ad. Run it like it's an article as if whatever a reporter would want, you would want them to say about your amazing skills as a negotiator, as a community leader. Uh, like write all that as an article and then pay for the space to put it in the, in the, in the magazine. Right. You know, so... All of those things, what, what we ended up doing was reverse engineering the things that say to the world, you're famous. Wow. And then how can we apply that in the real estate space? Hmm. You know, so I've got a show called Real Estate Experts. So that's not my main podcast, which is Real Estate Renegades, which is right. the one where I teach real estate agents. Hmm. Um, real Estate Experts is a show where... I'll, the credits for that show have me interviewing Schwarzenegger, Branson, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Eric Thomas, George St. Pierre, like international and local legends. Right. And then my next guest is my real estate agent friend. Yeah. So they're on now a show that Richard Branson and Gary V were my last uh, experts. And so even if they, the public had never heard of this agent, they're now on the show that they've heard of everyone who's been on that show. So right. it elevates their celebrity position. It's all with a view to having the consumer out there see you at the local Walmart. Mm -hmm. I had to just quickly yeah, do the country <laughs> adapt to that. Switch up. <laughs> you see you at the local Walmart and they go, oh, that's the guy. Mm -hmm. That's the outcome that we're wanting. And with social media, it has never been cheaper to get that local level fame when it's one cent per impression, so I'm, I'll probably share this interview onto my page and pay, I don't know, 100 bucks. That will get potentially five to 10,000 of my marketplace to see me being interviewed internationally. Right. And heaven forbid, it cost me one cent for every person to view it. Just take my one cent, Mark Zuckerberg. You know? <laughs> Just take them all day. But Glenn, everything that you said is, is, is piecemealed, so customized and really looked at through a true genius level. And most people, they don't think the way that you think. They don't really even understand that this is even an, an option to do until they hear or they're around someone like you into these levels. And again, we're just scratching the surface of what you're talking about and furthering everybody's careers into real estate. So I, in, in a shameless way for myself and for the audience, I just want, I want a way for everybody to get a hold of you to learn more about you. I know all they'd have to do is just type your first and last name into Google and you're everywhere. So as we discussed, if you're not doing your job right, that's not the case, but is there anywhere specific that you would love the audience to, to check out to really get more of Glenn and really understand deeper if they want to grow and scale their business to the highest levels? 
Mm. Um, well, I do have a giveaway that I'm doing for my Australian guys down here. And okay. it is one of the, well, here's another principle that I'm actually executing for my Aussie guys. And the principle okay. is this. It's something that Gary V talks about. So if you don't have the book, The Thank You Economy or Jab, 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 Right Hook, then sure. go and buy every one of those books. Get well, Crush sir. It. Get uh, Thank You Economy, probably my favorite of his books. Get yeah. Jab, Jab, Jab. Um, get all of them. But in Thank You Economy and Jab, 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 Right Hook, he goes into the concept and the principle of giving the metaphor of jab, 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 right hook. And in real estate, we need to make an adjustment. It needs to be jab, 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 right hook. Because don't underestimate how much the public doesn't like us. It's just the fact. Like if a plumber has to jab, 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 right hook, we have to jab a hundred right hook. So, and the jab as a metaphor is giving something. Like you're doing every episode, you are giving to your audience and you're never asking for a thing. Mm -hmm. I've noticed you haven't monetized, you're not doing nothing Mm -hmm. other than serving. That would be a jab. If um, my guys run a competition or a giveaway and they'll, they'll give something away from another business, they're promoting that other business, they're giving away samples of whatever that product might be, so they're driving customers to that other business and asking for nothing in return. Mm -hmm. Now, what... What's it got to do with selling a house? Nothing. Nothing. It's just about getting the personal brand of the agent Mm -hmm. and their name out into the public space in a way that is non-real estatey. Right. So I kind of am walking my talk in that my jab for one of the promotions that I'm doing down here in Australia, there will be no right hook to Americans. So grab the jab. There will be no right hook because it's for a local promotion to come to an event eventually that I'm going to do in April. So the jab is get a copy of this very valuable playbook with a checklist of all of the things, the ways to get your listings up onto, uh, uh, up onto Facebook in a way that actually gets attention. You know, all of the things that we do on social media. So the, the URL and we'll get it down in the the, um, comments and things. It's, um, it's agent 20, no, sorry, you're getting wrong. It's 20, like 2020, the year, 2020, 2020agent.com.au, okay. Aussie, slash yep. checklist. So it's a okay. free gift there. Um, and uh, look, that'd be a great way to kind of start the journey and get into our world is mm-hmm. grab a, a freebie. But as, uh, as Greg just said, in marketing, if you need to do anything other than just say, Glenn Twiddle, your name, then you're not in marketing. You <laughs> well know? So, yeah, so, <laughs> so lots of ways find, to get into the world. You can find Glenn and we will have links in the comments down below so that everybody can go into there and engage more and deeper. And I just, again, Glenn, I wish that this episode was just straight out that one question, but we have at least five more questions to go. So I want to make sure. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. So this, this changes the tone a little bit when it comes down to the series. And this is the tricky part of every episode. It's the challenge question. Now, I know that you've alluded very similar to, to, to my upbringing is that there wasn't any drastic, dramatic thing that happened in your life on a personal basis, and that's okay. There's still lessons to be learned. Personal or business challenges, we all have them no matter what, whether it's in the past, now, or in the future, no one's exempt. But if you could look at your past, and if you're comfortable sharing a personal challenge or a professional challenge that you overcame, Glenn, that you became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? Mm, I mean, the first one that pops to mind was just being scared to death, having my financial future, my reputation, just everything on the line right. when I said yes to Arnold when I had no right to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The same thing did happen, and it is the same challenge, and it was the same fear, okay. and it was the same panic, and it was the same all on the line, is 
a couple of months after Arnold. So mm. I just spent, like these events cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. My last one, my last big one, nearly a million dollars. And you never, they never make money. Like if you break even on those big things, you're lucky, right? Uh, That's after getting some new coaching clients and some sales. Mm. There is a reason that you don't often see Grant Cardone-esque events, right? Now I'm right. not here to plug Grant's events sure, or anything, sure. but sure. Grant has celebrities at his events, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, Kevin Hart's at his uh, most recent one. Man, yeah. that thing needs to make some sales to pay for Kevin Hart. Because when you pay 200 bucks, you don't cover Kevin Hart's bill. I can promise you that, especially when mm-hmm. he's got magic, jolly, all that. So when I'm running these events, they don't make money. So after I'd barely broken even, after months of kind of, trying to sell a few things and capitalizing on the exposure that I got and all of that stuff. Here I am at a break even point. I'm wiping my brow going, my God. Then I get an email and my team has been, you know, we've been sort of backwards and forwards in with, um, with Sir Richard Branson's people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted him thinking, wow, I did Arnold. Now next year I'm going to get another one of my heroes. Sir Richard Branson, let's start the communication. Right. And after I'd reeled and I was wanting to comfortably do it in a year, maybe a year and a half, Arnold was early this year, maybe late next year, yeah. it'd be great, I'll be ready by then. Richard, uh, the email said this, and I must have read it a hundred times. It said, um, we're not looking to be in Australia at that time, but it'd be great if we could do September of this year, right? It would be great. Here's Sir Richard Branson saying, it would be great. Now, this is something like two and a half months from the moment I read he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't say yes to this. I just wow. can't. But then one of his bloody quotes came up into my head because I thought the, in, the marketplace won't tolerate two giant events of mine, let alone there's another, like it's like the NAR conference, the biggest conference yeah. in Australia was also in my home city mm-hmm. during that period. So I'm like, this will not work. I can't say yes to Sir Richard Branson here. But then his quote came into my head and it said, when amazing opportunity comes your way and you don't know how to do it, say yes and then figure it out along the way. Mm-hmm. And like, so once again, scared <laughs> to death, I had to say yes to something that was impossible. So that was kind of, those are the biggest challenges when yeah. a person who doesn't naturally have a think big mindset sure. was Forced almost by, if you're going to actually bother reading these books, well, you better do something that they tell you to do, despite your natural predisposition to only do what you have evidence to support. So it's kind of like finding a way that if you're a, a, a big giant thinker, the gap that someone would have to add to your world, that you've got to add to your world or in conjunction with a mentor or whatever, if you're a big thinker, but often big thinkers need someone with the step-by-step rubber on the road, realistic, here is the daily actions to do that big dream you've got. Don't do that. It'll stay a dream. And you'll, you'll be the sort of person that whenever you have a big dream, your family rolls their eyes and says, here he goes again with another thing or whatever. So there's the big dreamers without the rubber on the road practicality. But if you're like me and you are naturally the practical, don't do it until you know, what's going to happen, then you'll rarely dream big enough to do anything great. Hmm. And that's by whatever standards you might hold as that, you know, Um, it might not be my goals and dreams, uh, 
going to be the, your listeners or yours, Greg? You know, even though you and I are pretty similar, I'm pretty sure we share a whole bunch of cool We're dreams. Right there, Glenn. Um, We're right I there. Think, I, I think I want to be you. I'm going to go get myself some <laughs> diabetes, man, because I, I hope you've shared that publicly. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> so, um, so, but, but, so, yeah, that, that's kind of the thing is my challenge was natural predisposition not to reach for greatness. Sure. Um, challenging myself to do so and then putting up with that fear whenever I did wow. uh, is tough to this day, you know, um, is tough to this day. And, uh, but it always all works out, you know. And that was my thing is the, really the thing that got me the first time I did it was, mm-hmm. you know what, if this all goes to crap and I lose a house and I'm a laughing stock in front of my peers and, what a way to go down. Yeah. You know what I mean? What a yeah, way no. to go bankrupt is yeah. chasing a dream to work with your hero. You'll have a story. It'll be an expensive <laughs> one, but you'll have a story. <laughs> Gosh, Glenn, I, I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm having goosebumps, you know, just thinking about what you're saying there. And I, hopefully everybody's feeling or hearing this energy that's coming from Glenn is, is really just looking at your life and, and, and going after those dreams and not letting the naysayers or, or, or any ill thoughts of your past really push you in a direction in a negative sense. You're just going for it. And, and Glenn, I, I think that when you're talking about the stress and, and the, the different thoughts of losing everything and the money, I mean, that's, that's a lot of negative stuff, but you didn't let it become that way. You became stronger and better and you kept moving forward. And that, that's the message is no matter how anybody out there is watching or listening is stressed or they think they're over leveraging themselves. Or I think they're dreaming too big. Look at Glenn. Listen to what this man just said. And when you're a little nervous about an investment property or something along the lines of, of taking that jump into the new career that you're thinking about because you're miserable with your current situation, look at this man. Please understand that there are people that are doing way bigger things and way bigger levels and they're, they're doing it. They're making it happen. So Glenn, that's so inspirational all the way through and through. And again, anybody who is hearing this or knowing this, you're welcome. Thank you, Glenn, again, for taking the time. This is huge stuff. Now, I want to, I want to change the, the tone a little bit into this and go into actually my favorite question throughout the series of the Titans, and it's actually the travel back in time question. Now, we don't have a time machine, right? And we can't go okay. back, even though you're in the future technically, but in all reality, when we come back to it, we can't go back in time and change anything, nor would we want to. Everything that you've been through in your life, Glenn, to this point has made you the man you are positive, negative, any stress that's going through. So this isn't really to change it, but if you could go back any age range, any time frame throughout your life and give a piece of advice or two to young Glenn, what would you say to your younger self? God, you know what? A few things went through my head about don't go to uni for six months because it was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be cranky when you don't get that job. I used to be an usher at a movie theater tearing tickets. And when I didn't get a trainee manager job at that movie theater, mm-hmm. funnily enough, we were promoting Terminator 2 and all of those, you know, my heroes movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was tearing tickets for my heroes movies. Right. I was so cranky. You know, maybe whisper in here. This is where all my thoughts went. Whisper in his ear. It's going to be cool, dude. Just don't worry. But you know what? If I was honest and I said, there, and sure, I'd go back and tell my 18-year-old, learn marketing, man. Don't worry about okay. anything else. Learn marketing. Learn how to attract someone to you by celebrity. I could give myself all those young person's advices or whatever. Right. But what if, even if I went back in time, I'm giving this serious thought. I love it. What if I went back 
and whispered at my younger self, it'll all be okay. And that stopped the fear that led to the amazing thing. What if that took away Mm -hmm. something that I, with hindsight, I think, wow, I wish I didn't have to go through that horror because it was horror and I still lived it. But what if I got more confident and that cockiness removed the fear that stopped me doing the 10,000 plus hours Mm. to learn how to not prospect? Right. I reckon genuinely, if there was the time machine and you could go back and advise your younger self, I reckon you'd screw things up more than you'd make things better. So as much as I want to empathize with the crap that younger suit, when we went through years of making cold calls, what we would, we would have to, we would have drinking sessions to get through them. Like we would start on just a light beer by the end of it. Every time anyone in our sales team got sworn at, everyone would have to do a shot. Like these were the pain. These were the things we did to numb the pain of cold prospecting. Right. What if, I, you know, what if that prospecting was needed for me to do, for me to have Arnold Schwarzenegger's team and, and the, all of these people that I love on my phone, their phone right. number on my phone? What if that was the, 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 the little butterfly effect that mm. screwed it all up? Right. So the honest answer to your question is, if I got in that time machine and I saw young Glenn over there, cranky, I would run the other way in the hopes that he didn't <laughs> see Right. No. And, and, but I love that perspective, Glenn, because that's so honest. And again, we, we would never want to change anything because that's that you went through those pain points and the, that passion and, and the time frame that it took to learn what you learned to be the expert that you are today. And, and again, not to change that, but just picking a well, few well, things. Let me, let me ask you this though, man. How boring a podcast would this have been if I just said to you, yeah, Greg, it's pretty easy to shit. Just run some ads, <laughs> run some ads, get your butt famous. It's going to be great. <laughs> The, no one goes to see Die Hard without Hans Gruber, you know, this close <laughs> so to, true. no one goes to see Batman without Bane breaking his back. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're on a movie, tell. I'm going to change gears on this. You mentioned you're your heroes. I'm a movie nut. So you mentioned Arnold and Sly. If you had to pick one movie of your absolute favorite of each, what is it? Well, Historically, Terminator 2, yeah, it's hard. It's got to be Terminator 2. Okay. But, but this is Teen Glenn talking. It's got to be Terminator 2. And with Sly, it's embarrassing, but it's kind of got to be Rambo 2. And everyone else says First Blood was Not the one. Right. I just love 2. Okay. Murdoch, I'm coming to get you and all. <laughs> but I tell you, Grown Up Glenn, Expendables 2. Yeah, yeah. I know it wasn't as mega successful as all that, but do you remember that cast? It had all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it had Arnold, Sly, Bruce, Van Damme, uh, Jet Lee, Stath. It had all Chuck Norris. Yeah, if that was movie huge. was released in 1989, Expendables 2 would have been the biggest <laughs> selling movie of all time. People right? said it would have exploded. It would have been like scanners just, just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. man. So I, no, I, I love, love your selection on that. I, I, if I asked myself that same question when it came down to it, I guess when it comes to, to Arnold, I mean, it's, it's really sad to say but I love Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, and, and everyone loves like that, man. I enjoy yeah. that movie. It, it might be a tumor. Can... It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor at all. You know, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love the, the Terminator franchise. And, you know, when it comes to, um, gosh, Predator, I mean, yeah, just what man. a classic. Jesse film. the Body Ventura. Wow. The two governors in that movie. <laughs> you know, exactly. Real, real governors at one time. But I just, I think that there's, there's just something about that and seeing, seeing that man in such a, 
interesting role that way as a kindergarten teacher. And he just pulled it off flawlessly. I mean, I love him to death. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Sly, man, I don't know. I'm a Rocky fan. I, I love the Rocky yeah. franchise. I yep. mean, really hard. Well, how good, I mean, Rocky three, right? If Clubber Lang isn't one of the all-time great bad guys of all time, no one is. He, to me, he's more evil than Darth Vader. He's more evil than everyone. When he says to Rocky, hey, woman, hey, woman, why don't you come to my house tonight to show you a real man? I'm like, in front of your man just saying he's going to do that to your woman. I'm like, you are evil, man. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, there's just those guys I could go into – the, the 80s, I mean, that was, I mean, big 80s time frame. I mean, they, they ruled it. They ruled it. I love it. I mean, Glenn, we need to talk about movies off camera because this is really great stuff. That for a long time. That's, that's a whole other conversation. And we need to definitely have a, a drink with that for sure. But uh, okay, so I want to go into this portion too. And this is the next question. And this is the secondary cloud, crowd pleaser when it comes to it. Everybody wants to know what the Titans are doing to feed their minds, how they're growing intellectually. Now, I know, Glenn, you're a constant learner and you're really, really a master of your craft and understanding every facet to it. But people want to know how you're feeding your mind. So you had mentioned several books already, but books you're reading or have read that have influenced mm. you, um, podcasts you love that you're listening to, um, influencers or coaches. How are you feeding your mind, Glenn? Yeah, I, um, I'm a, a junkie. I literally, I'm learning more than I'm teaching and I teach full time. So it's ridiculous. I'm doing hours and hours and hours a day. So I suppose the real answer to the question would be everything. Okay. Like everything. That means if you have to sit through three hours of Rogan listening to Jordan Peterson just to get those nuggets, well, do that instead of binge watching Game of Thrones for 10 seasons, right. whatever. If you can do 10 seasons of Game of Thrones, 20 hours times 10 years, whatever it is. I've never watched a minute of it. Not right. that I'm bragging about that. Yeah, I do I have a few guilty pleasures, yeah. right? I'll go see every Marvel movie when they're launched. I'll take my kids and I love those, yeah. right? Um, but I've never, you know, I don't often binge many of the Netflix series. And I've heard I'm missing out on some good stuff, yeah. right? But so, because I binge the Ask Gary V show. Mm. I'll binge Rogan. Rogan's my guilty pleasure because it's it. not always educational, even though a lot of the time it is, yeah. but it's everything. It's whatever you're missing. So if you feel you're missing sort of some of the fire and motivation, listen to the fire and motivation guys, the Eric Thomas, who he's my favorite motivational guy. But if you can't do the, because Eric Thomas is African-American and if you yeah. just isn't your style, yeah. Larry Wingard is a redneck kind of Southern cowboy mm. legend teaching the same messages of common sense, good motivational kind of stuff, you know, or Jim Rowan is a smooth, you know, may you rest in peace, you know, but there's, and there's all the, all the motivationally stuff. A lot of it's free. Right. Beautiful. So that was one thing is I need to get my head right. But then the next thing is all of the mentors in marketing. So I mentioned Dan Kennedy before Jay Abrahams, you know, all of those guys, even Tony Robbins, business mastery. I just went all in on my marketing uh, mentors. Sure. And I suppose if anyone really, you know, if anyone does dig my world, reach out and start having a listening to, to kind of what we do. Oh, and yeah. I can't wait to get Greg on, on my podcast to oh, dig, dig deep on his brain on yeah. this subject. But what you get from me, whether it is free stuff or whether it is any of my programs, I know I'm on the other side of the world, but we'll figure out a way to deliver to you. For sure. um, I'm the distillation of those 10,000 plus hours into here's what to do in real estate. Hmm. So I suppose I'd just throw my name in the mix only because 
it'll fast track your learning curve from maybe 10,000, it's still not going to be easy, it'll still be hundreds of hours, but maybe not tens of thousands. Hmm. But probably not for the motivational stuff because like I said before, I need as much mindset, motivational, brainwashy stuff as most of you guys, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm more messed up than all of you guys. So I have lots of mentors in the mindset space that I go to for a pick me up. Hmm. And, um, but in the, in the what to do sense, if that's where you're lacking, if you're all fired up and you get to the office and your boss just says, Oh, make some more calls. You'll be right. Keep prospecting hardcore. The biggest learning that you want to make sure you go all in on is definitely learning how to drive social media advertising. We're all glued to it. You're watching me and Greg on it now, likely, depending on which podcast you're listening to or Facebook or whatever. You need to be able to get your name, face, and, you know, face, name, and kind of personal brand, Hmm. corporate brand to a degree. But look at how much you've seen my face and my name, and maybe you see my little tiny logo there. There's that much corporate, (laughs) and there's this much personal. You know, so that's the place to go all in and just follow, you know, Greg and look at his plethora of, yeah, his exposure was so broad that it got my attention down in Australia. Mm. My exposure was so broad, it got his attention on the other side of the world. Right. That's the sort of thing. But you don't have to go globally and get people's attention. You're just local, hyper local on your area Mm. so that you get more listings and listings are key. You get all the buyers you want. If you have the disproportionate amount of stock, you get all the buyers, you just, life's a dream, you know? So Glenn, there's you, the, the, you the are, rant. <laughs> you are dropping bombs. And this is amazing when it comes down to it, my friend. I mean, really looking at it from every facet, you're constantly learning, constantly growing, and you're picking and choosing very select times. I, I'm one of the very few people just like you that I've never seen a single minute of Game of Thrones. And I have my best friend, Dave, shout out to Dave if you're watching. He loves Game of Thrones, and he's like, you got to watch it. we got to sit down. And I almost committed to doing it at one point, and I just didn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Because taking that so much time, it's finite. So anything that we can do to really improve ourselves and improve our product and our service and our end result, but then also our quality of life with our family and things that really matter. At the end of the day, yes, I have guilty pleasures just like everybody else do, and I'm a movie nut. So if I, if I carve any bit of time – it's nostalgic movies. I, I do that, but it's the same thing, Glenn. Everything that you were saying speaks to everybody who's watching or listening to this right now. Is pick and choose those topics that you need um, more guidance in, more more thought process. And everybody's different, right? You mm. might be a mindset just nut and know everything there needs to know about that, but maybe you need the tactical side. You need to look at the digital side of the marketing aspect and really brand awareness. No one knows it all, and and it's impossible to do so. But really, mm. learning from individuals like you. Glenn is, is absolutely through the moon and through the roof. You had mentioned, you know, Gary Vee. I would throw Seth Godin in there as well. Oh, love it. Purple Cow, one of the first books I read. Oh, um, All Marketers Are Liars, fantastic yeah. author. Chuck Seth on your required reading list. Yeah. I, I yeah. think so. And, and again, getting in front of Glenn, please, everybody, I cannot, I can't implore enough to just look this, literally just Google Glenn <laughs> and he will pop up everywhere. You'll see his amazing stuff and just go through and through. And, and Glenn, we've just barely scratched the surface of you. But I think that everybody out there who's watching and listening, if this is your first engagement with this man, yeah, if they're still with us now, we're, we're good. We'll be talking again. <laughs> this is good. And this is the important thing. But I just, your, your story is so inspiring and, and real true to honest earth. You've just done the work and you put the time and you focused didn't happen overnight and you really really made things happen glenn and it's just and you're an inspiration again truly honored to have you um, i want to finish everything up with a final question 
Shoot. And this one ends up being the quote or mantra okay. that sums you <laughs> up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for Glenn Twiddle? God. Um, well, you know what? I mean, the title of my book is called Punching Above Your Weight. Now, I don't know if that phrase translates, but okay. batting above your average kind sure. of thing, whatever yeah. it is. Meaning, yeah. here's my natural predisposition. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I've had some American friends say, what does that mean? You know, um, so punching <laughs> above your weight. Out. They need to get out more, Glenn. Yeah, they need okay. Because my on. partner, Naomi, um, you know, if you Google me, you'll always see her. But I mean, she's beautiful, fit, muscular, just stunning. And here I am, me, you know. Uh, come so, on, but, Glenn, it, but, come but I've on. done things professionally and whatever that you would think are unlikely. Hmm. So I reckon two, I'll, I'll give you two quotes. They're probably my two favorites. I probably stole them, even though I don't know who to quote. Yeah. Um, because when you've got 10,000 plus hours of other people in there, some good stuff gets in. You say something you think is an original thought. It ain't. It's yeah, someone right. else's. <laughs> sure, but sure. It's, it's don't let perfect get in the way of done. Hmm. Right? So we can't let perfectionism get in the way of having a crack. Wow. Um, so that's my first. Is, is wow. That's my biggest. Is I'm always big. I mean, I notice you've got down there, uh, ideas are worthless without execution. Yeah. Gary V's quote was, um, ideas are, and I don't know if this is PG rated, but ideas oh, are, ex yeah, ideas <laughs> are shit, execution is the game. Right. Um, one of my other mentors, it was um, the power of an idea is in its implementation. All the same message there. Right. So we got to take action. Without that, all of this is just entertainment and frankly, Game of Thrones is more entertaining than you and me. Right? <laughs> well so, happy days. So we've got to take action on what we learned. I hope you took some notes and you do something with this. Hmm. You, uh, you know, subscribe to a Seth Godin podcast or you go buy Purple Cow or you start writing the first chapter of your book telling your story. So hmm. action, action, action. But the next one is I looked at, I, I looked at all my friends like I had, well, I, I looked at the haters when I first announced that I had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. My haters said, uh, here's Glenn. This is a hoax. It's an attention-getting stunt. He has not booked Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is, this is attention-getting. This is that thing he does. They accused me of it being a lie to get mm. attention. Unreal. I would love to have been a fly on the wall when I was on TV with <laughs> Arnold. So, um, but, but I looked at it and I thought, wow, in this entire country of Australia, mm. I've had on my payroll, so to speak, even though you don't treat any of these people like employees, no, no. but I've had the world's best working for me. Hmm. And in Australia, there's one person in this country that has had those people on their payroll, hmm. me, right? Wow. And I thought about it. How many people would love to be going to dinner at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house, working out with him at Gold's Gym, yeah. drinking bourbon with Sylvester Stallone? You know, the girls love Jason Statham. So when they see the photos of me and Statham, they love it. I think the odds of an idiot from Ipswich doing that are literally, well, there's 22 million people in Australia and I'm the one. You know, so the odds, so I suppose the quote is this, and I'll find a better way to quote this one day, but yeah, if yeah. the odds of whatever your goals are, if the odds are millions to one, millions to one it's kind of like jim carrey in that movie dumb and dumber where he says mm -hmm. you know the odds are he says so there's a chance <laughs> you know so if the odds of your goals if the odds of you achieving them are millions to one well someone's got to be the one right right so give it a crack be the one you know be the one person that's that's willing to do what it takes to get that so i suppose 
If you can help me hone that quote into something quotable, brother, I'm all, I'm all yours. Yeah, we'll the odds are millions to one. We'll get together for drinks and we'll do that, Glenn. I know for Let's a fact. I mean, this, is, this, is a, this is an honor and a blessing to have you here, Glenn. And, and again, I think that sums you up beautifully and truly. You live what you speak. And, and in the, the, I guess the chef world, a chef's got to eat his own cooking, right? I mean, you do. You practice what you preach. And, and, yeah. and this is a true testament to what real professionals need to look at these titans. And you are an official real estate titan, my friend, through and through. <laughs> no matter how humble you are, what you say, you are in a real estate titan. And, you know, it's a, a huge example to everybody out there who's really looking for that bar to be set to that next standard. So, uh, Glenn, I can't thank you enough. And, and seriously, it's been an honor and a pleasure. This has been amazing. This time just goes like a blink of an eye. But um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody else as well out there who's tuning in, watching and listening. Thanks as always for your love and support, your time and attention. If you like what we're doing here at Real Estate Titans, don't forget to subscribe, like, and take a look at everything we're doing. Live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. See you, Glenn. Thanks, guys.